This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode 111, Good Barbecue Behavior. This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hey everybody, welcome to the Puppy Training Podcast. I am so glad you're here. Whether you have been tuning in for a while or if you're brand new, thank you so much for listening. I want to know how your dogs are doing. Anybody have a dog who loves water? I hope that you're finding some fun adventures together, whether it's boating or paddleboarding, kayaking. We like to go hiking near rivers. Baxter loves running through the sprinklers. Any of you have swimming pools? Are you guys trying to teach your dogs how to swim? I hope so. Summertime is full of fun opportunities and adventures and dogs love to be part of it. Have you guys noticed that, that your dogs love to be part of what you and your family are doing? I think that's one of the best parts about having a dog is that they just want to be involved. They want to be one of the family. Is anybody having a summer barbecue? Anybody have plans for one coming up? Maybe you've already had some, several you're saying, I hope it went well. I'm curious if your dogs were well-behaved. Or did perhaps a burger go missing, maybe? Maybe you have one coming up and you're feeling a little bit worried about that. What am I going to do with my dog? How can I get them to be better behaved while we're having the barbecue? So today's podcast is all about helping your barbecue go well. Now, a few business items before we get into the topic for today. We are starting new rounds here at Baxter and Bella of our basic, intermediate, and advanced online courses beginning August 17th. So if you have a new puppy, be sure to get registered today, or if you have a puppy you've been working with and they're ready for that advanced course, definitely get registered. Now, basic and intermediate are six-week courses, and advanced is four weeks. They all run on different days at different times, and we try to mix those up to accommodate all sorts of different time zones and schedules. They are all via Zoom, so you participate from home with your dog, and you'll see us demoing things with our dogs. And then we invite you to share a video of you and your dog working if you want to. No pressure there. You don't have to share your video, but we do invite you to do that. We try to have a really good time. If you can't make class live, we always have recordings available to you. I get it. Life happens. Summer vacations, work, family time. They're all different for everyone. So we do record these and have them available for you to watch later. You can join these courses by becoming a member of the online puppy school and then clicking classes and courses. Okay. So when it comes to having a barbecue, I tried to think about this in sequential order of things that would be helpful for your dog to do. The first thing I thought of was greeting guests. How is your dog at this? Some of you I know are saying they're great. Others of you are saying they jump. They get so excited to see new people. Food doesn't matter. Toys don't matter. They can't pay attention to me. They're barking at the doorbell. And then as soon as people walk in, they're jumping all over them. So I hear that a lot. That's okay. We can work on that. Or maybe you have a dog that gets a little bit apprehensive. Maybe some unsureness there when new people enter your home. Maybe they shy away from petting or they want to just retreat to another room rather than interact with the you know, loads of people that have now entered your home. So it's really important to get to know your dog and help them be the best they can be given their personality, whether they're more shy or they're more outgoing. Let's start with the excited dog. We need to start before the planned barbecue. And this goes for actually either dog, right? Either personality, whatever your dog's personality is. We need to start training them before the barbecue happens. We can't expect our dogs to be on their best behavior 
if we haven't practiced what that looks like, right? That's a little bit unrealistic. So recognize that. Remember that tip. Dogs will be dogs. Okay. So they know dog behavior. And if we haven't spent time teaching them what we want them to do instead and making that behavior worth it to them, they're most likely will do what they want to do, which often is the barking and the jumping when they get excited. So be sure to start several weeks ahead with this training if possible. I like to teach my dog to lay on a mat when the doorbell rings. Begin by teaching your dog to go to their mat, lay down and wait there until released. I start this in a very quiet room with no distractions. So no other people is just me and my dog. And then I have good food rewards for payment. So I'll ask them to go to their mat. They lay down. I mark. Yes. I pay them. I count to one or two seconds. Okay. I release them. They get a reward on the release. Then I ask them to go to their bed again. We do a few more seconds. I release them. They get a reward. And we build that out until the dog understands. Oh, I go to my mat on cue. I wait there. Amy says, okay. And then I'm done. And I get paid for waiting there so patiently. Once you get to that point, then you can add the doorbell as the cue. So I like to say the cue or ring the cue. Okay. So if we're going to say the word, like sit down, stay, whatever, this happens to be the doorbell cue. So I'm going to play the doorbell sound. That's going to be the cue. Then I help my dog go to their mat and we rehearse the same behavior that we just practiced without the cue. So now we have a cue that's happening first, then we get the behavior, then we mark, then we reward. And then we can drop out the help. So eventually the doorbell becomes the cue for your dog to go to their mat and you don't have to say anything. So to practice this, I like to record my actual doorbell. I'll take my phone, put it on voice recorder, play my doorbell a couple times so that the actual sound that my dogs will be hearing is what we're practicing with. There's lots of different doorbell sounds out there. So try to be as specific as you can with your own doorbell. Now, the beauty of that is I have my phone on me throughout the day so I can randomly hit play and then we practice. So each time the doorbell sounds go off, I help my dog find their mat and then I reward them for remaining on the mat. Well, I start to do things like touch the doorknob, turn the doorknob, open the door, talk to a pretend person, talk to an actual person, welcome a person in and so on. Now, can you see how I structured that from easy to hard? So I said that in about 20 seconds, recognize it's not going to happen that quickly at your house with your dog. This is going to take several weeks of practice with several short sessions happening daily for each of these different things. So for example, the first session might be just touching the doorknob and we release the dog and we do that over and over. Then we progress. Maybe the next session, we try to turn the doorknob, right? Maybe a couple sessions down the road, we're opening and closing the door. A couple sessions down the road, we're talking to a pretend person. Then you've got it. A couple sessions after that, we're talking to an actual person. Then we're welcoming a person in and so on. So you'll want to go at your dog's pace. Once they're successful, you can push forward. I like to think of it like driving a car. Whenever I teach my dog something new, I push forward. So we push that car into forward gear, making things harder when my dog can do five out of five reps correctly. If my dog's only getting three to four right, then we stay at the same level and we keep practicing. So we stay in neutral. Okay. We're not in drive now. We're in neutral. If they're only getting zero to two successes out of five, correct, then we go into reverse mode and we make things easier. Okay. So we back up. We think in our brains, how can I help my dog be successful? How can I make this easier for them to win? And then once we're getting successes again, we can push forward. You'll find success more quickly by getting successes at easier levels than trying to force them with too hard of criteria. We coach many clients on this very behavior inside our online puppy school, and we are absolutely happy to help you teach your dog to go to a mat as well. 
Next, once the guests have arrived, what does that look like? What is your dog doing and what would you like them to do? I help my dog stay out of people's way by engaging them in a play with a tug toy or going through their tricks off to the side. I like to keep my dog on leash at this time just to help prevent them from being overly interested in the guests who just walked in. Doing this for several minutes while your guests come in, talk to one another, and settle down helps your dog relax around the people as well. Now, the initial excitement will diminish, and we can then carry on with the plans at a lower energy level. Some guests love to interact with your dog. And if this is true, try this game. Have the guest toss a food reward over your dog's head. This allows your dog to turn away from the guest, keep all paws on the floor, find a yummy food reward, and then turn back to the guest. At which point the guest tosses another food reward away from them for your dog to go get. After four to five reps, ask your guest to wait to toss the next food reward until your dog sits for it. As soon as your dog sits, have your guest toss the next reward. Now you have a sit to be greeted behavior. Well done. Can you see how beautiful that's going to happen? Okay. That's totally possible. I want you to give that a try when your guests come over to your barbecue. Now, the activity I just described works well for the shy dog too. If you have a dog that's a little apprehensive, they don't necessarily want someone touching their head or petting them, you know, it's okay. You can use this game to help that dog see, look, you get to move away from the guest. You get to collect a yummy reward. And if you so choose to come back or even just look in their direction, they'll play the game again with you. Dogs love this game. I also give a a more shy dog a place to retreat if they prefer. So if I have a dog that's a little cautious, maybe not so sure about all these people that just entered my home, I'll give them a separate room or even just put them in their crate in the distance where they feel comfortable so they can come out when they are ready to engage. But if they'd rather just stay in their own space, they can. I don't force interactions with guests. If your dog is not enjoying it, simply let them observe from a safe distance. Finally, because it's a barbecue, food is involved, right? And good food. We're talking hamburgers, hot dogs, chips, fruit, salads, all sorts of good stuff. So let's chat about how to prevent your dog from stealing the hamburger patty or begging for food from your friends. I have good news for you. Have you already guessed what I'm about to say? You can use that same go to bed or mat behavior that you just learned with the doorbell for dinner time too. Works like a charm. Place a dog bed or outdoor rug. Use that outdoor rug if your dog likes to chew the bed. It's a low profile rug that's hard for the dog to play with. And just place this on your patio or deck. So somewhere close by, you want it close enough that you can reward your dog often. Remember, you've already practiced the basics of this. So now it's time to practice with distractions. And having that bed close by or that rug close by allows you to reward your dog often because recognizing the difficulty level has just increased. We need to make things easier for them. So make those rewards come faster when you're actually having your barbecue. Now we cue your dog to go to bed. We reward every so often for them staying on their mat. As mentioned before, this is not something that we start training at the barbecue. Make sure you practice beforehand and make sure your dog's up to the level that they can handle the many distractions that are now around them. So you may even want to practice with maybe a smaller party, right? Maybe not your great big neighborhood barbecue, but maybe we have one or two friends over to practice and see how our dog does. I'm always thinking in my brain, how can I make this easier? How can I set my dog up for success so that we get those repetitions in um, that create those good habits? Now, this may take a few days, may take a few weeks. It might even take a month or so, depending on how often you are training. Mat work is awesome, you guys. It gives your dog a job to do, which keeps their brains busy and focused on the good behavior. 
be sure to make it worth it to them. Dogs do what works for them. So make sure you're paying them. This is, you know, seconds for new puppies, minutes for adolescents. By the time they're adults, your dogs can settle for an hour, two hours, right? Keep your expectations realistic for your dog's age and attention span. If you have an eight-week-old puppy, obviously they're not going to be able to stay on their mat very long. We're talking a few seconds. We release them, we reward them. If you have an adult dog, they might fall asleep on their mat and chill out for several hours. So pay attention to their age and their attention span. It makes a big difference. If your dog can relax on their mat for say 15 minutes, right? You can reward them, you can release them, and then they can go to their crate with a favorite chew. They can be on a tether with their leash, or you can put them out in a play yard away from your guests where they can go and be a dog and not be on duty anymore, okay? Now, barbecues are super fun and we want our dogs to be part of them. Please teach your dog to go to their mat for food and you'll prevent begging from guests and counter surfing to try and steal the burger from the grill. Help your dog enjoy the guests by getting them to play if they are willing. If your guests are happy to see your dog, get them involved. See if your guests can get your dog to do things that you've been practicing. Will they listen to someone besides you? That would be a good thing to try out. Can they do a touch, a sit, a down, maybe a stay for the guests? Uh, Maybe play games with your guests. We have an entire games and activities page with ideas for you. Dog-friendly guests are great training aids. So if they're coming over to your house and they're willing to help you practice, go for it. This will help your dog see strangers and guests as fun and positive. All this talk about barbecue is making me hungry. I think it's lunchtime. I guess I need to schedule one soon. I challenge you to do the same, but please, please, please do your homework first. Help prepare your dog for the distractions that will be present before expecting the good behavior. Thanks for listening today, you guys. I hope you have an amazing week. Happy training. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site, baxterandbella.com to contact me. 